welcome to AIJ Cast, a podcast featuring conversations and performances at the intersection of art, inspiration, and justice. I'm your host, Marthame Sanders. On this episode, part two of our conversation with the Reverend Amantha Barbie. Amantha is a pastor and a musician, and we got a chance to sit down here in the AIJ Cast studios. How do you connect those dots between Jesus and justice? Jesus was not setting up in the temple every day in his holy space. He was often ostracized, actually, because he wasn't in right. the temple. Right. But let's talk about the leper's colony. Wow, we have COVID. So, right, <laughs> right. so the leper's colony. Yeah, this is an ancient history. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. And they're like, oh, we can't go out there. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. No, no, they've got leprosy. And if you touch them, you'll have leprosy and you'll be unclean and you can't go about your life and do anything you need to do. Jesus went out to the leper's colony. He has rich folks out there at the leper's colony, or were rich. He has well-educated people out there in the leper's colony. He has domestics out there in the leper's colony. They all have the same problem. They have leprosy. And Jesus said, you, by your faith, are made whole. Go see the priest. Now let's tie that one in. Go see the priest. They just wanted to stop itching and they wanted mm-hmm. their skin to stop bleeding and they wanted to not be in pain and they didn't want to stink anymore. And he says, go show yourself to the priest. Who is the priest? The government? That one who makes all of the rules of who gets to do what? Right. So Jesus says, go to the government and let the government restore you. But they had so much faith. They, with their itching selves, mm-hmm. got up and started walking towards the temple. They had everything that was wrong with them, Mm -hmm. according to society. Right. But their faith made them get up and start walking. Now, there were 10 of them. Only one of them turned around and went back to say thank you. He said, weren't there 10 of you? But all of them were restored Mm -hmm. because of the faith. Right. They just started walking. What if we started doing that? Mm. We sit in our fear. We sit in our privilege. We sit in everything that has been defined as good, Mm. but we are all in the leper's colony, Mm. but nobody will get up and start walking. The link that I think we're missing is that if all of us get up and start walking to the priest, to the government, they won't know what to do. We weren't counting on all of you all having faith at the same time. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. So what's the priest? What's the government going to do? Mm-hmm. So that's what we've got to do. We've got to rally around and understand that we are all in the leper's colony. Wow. If one of us is in the leper's colony, all of us are in the leper's colony. Wow. We all stink. Mm. Americans stink. Mm. We stink so badly we don't even smell each other. Wow. We just sit and scratch. Wow. <laughs> I mean, the image that just came to mind was the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Yeah. It's people saying, let's walk. Let's walk. You deserve, you have dignity. You, by virtue of who you are. Let's go. By virtue of the fact that you have been born, you have dignity. Get up and walk. Show yourselves to go. those who have authority. Go show yourselves to the priest. Wow. That's where we are. That is the gospel. Mm-hmm. That, to me, connects the dots with what you're talking about. Jesus seeing those that society had chosen not to see. Mm-hmm. And that's what 
you learned as a child, whether you knew it or not, or could name (laughs) it at age five or not, it was what you relearned again in seminary, working at that disciples church. It's Mm -hmm. what you re-relearned in a deeper way, working at that women's center. And that has carried with you in this work of ministry. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Get up and walk. Yeah. Go show yourself. Switching gears a little bit, because mm-hmm. I think it's all tied together. Music has also been a big part of your life. Yeah. Your training in music, I mean, your your academic training in music predates your theological training in the academic sense. Yes. So let's talk about music. What was What is it about music that drew you in? What is it about music that keeps you connected to it? Again, family. <laughs> My dad was a musician. Yeah. We had an organ and a piano in the house growing up and dad would play that organ badly, but he <laughs> he 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 played it. <laughs> we thought they were pregnant pauses for effect. <laughs> he was just looking for the foot pedal on the organ. <laughs> so so my sister and I are waiting on the piano for him to do his... So he's doing these runs yeah, just to kind of keep you thinking, yeah. He's over there doing his dramatics, and we're like, okay, we're waiting on you for the next oh, chord, Dad. But we would sing. We would sing. They're, they, like I said, there are four of us, and mm. all of us sing. My my uh, sister and I ha- probably have the strongest voices, but all four of us sing, and my cousins sing. And if you catch us all in one place, it's going to be a choir happening. Now, how I became... A musician professionally is probably the most interesting story. <laughs> I'm the baby of those four, so I might right. be a little spoiled like uh, my yeah. mom. Myself. You took after your mom. I yeah. took after mom. <laughs> and I went to Appalachian State University to be an accounting major because I'm good at math. Mm. I was so bored in class, so bored. Mm. I would sleep. Oh, I would sleep so badly in class. So I'm like, I need something to do that's fun and it's an easy A. Mm. And I can go to class if I want to. Okay, not the scholar over here, okay? <laughs> and Yeah, but when you're at that, I mean, your frontal lobe hasn't fully formed. Exactly. So, Thank you. Know, you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm yeah. going to stick. I'm going to keep that. So I took intro to music. <laughs> and, I've been singing my whole life. And yeah. read music right. the whole night. Yeah, yeah, I could have yeah. taught the class. I mean, really. So the class was at eight o'clock in the morning. I am still not a morning person to this day. My family calls me second shift. (laughs) So I said, I'll go to class every now and then. I don't have to go to class. I can pass the exams. First day of class, Dr. Wilson stands up and says, I have an attendance policy. I'm like, oh my Lord. (laughs) (laughs) So I would go to class in my pajamas off and it was so bad. And I would sleep. And a few weeks in the class, I hear, Amantha Barbie, I'm asleep. I said, here. <laughs> he said, I've already called the roll. <laughs> oh, I said, oh, sorry. Hmm? He said, may I see you after class? I said, sure. So I'm thinking I'm going to get in trouble for sleeping. Right. And he said, you're from Charlotte, aren't you? I said, yes, sir. He said, do you know Marvin Davenport? I said, yes, sir. How do you know Marvin Davenport? He lives up the street from my dad. How else do you know Marvin Davenport? Huh? I went to school with his daughter. Hmm. Amantha, did you take any classes with Marvin Davenport when you were in high school? Yes, sir. 
Amantha, are you, were you first chair cellist at West Charlotte High School? <laughs> I said, mm, yeah, mm. yes, sir, I was. Why are you in this class? <laughs> um, Busted. Yeah. What can I do for you? <laughs> he said, well, I'm going to fail you because you sleep in class every day mm. unless you'd like to come to orchestra instead. Wow. Three o'clock on Thursday, maybe you'll be a week awake by then. <laughs> So that's how I got in the music department at wow. Appalachian State oh University. My gosh. And they said, do you do anything else? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just trying not to get an F in intro to music. <laughs> <laughs> they said, well, do you sing? I said, I have. So they said, well, we need you to do an audition. I'm like, really? Okay. Next thing I knew, I was a voice major. Wow. So not exactly this compelling call to <laughs> share your gift with the world, so to speak. No. <laughs> it's a compelling call not to get an F in intro to music. What did, what did you discover in that? I mean, here you are, you're, you're soaked in music your whole life. Mm -hmm. It's kind of in the air yeah. in the home. But then you're also like doing this. I mean, playing a cello and reading music, that's not just like being sloppy and just happening into it that's there's some hard work involved with that but it was just part of life in my house sure yeah everybody practiced okay my sister was on that piano my sister is the pianist i mean she was on that piano mm. and i was on that cello now when i first started playing that cello my mom wanted to know if i could practice outside because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't need any geese being strangled in the house right yeah so it was just, music was just in the house. So right. I I guess I didn't think it was a special gift mm. because I took it for granted because mm -hmm. everybody in the house did something. Right. So I didn't think it was a big deal. So when you get to Appalachian State and you're doing this at a whole new level, did you discover something about music that you hadn't known about it before that? I discovered actually that I did have a gift. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just something we do at the house. I was like, wow, okay. That's fascinating. And I've got to work really hard. And I'd had lessons. Sure. Um, I'd, I'd had cello lessons. So I wasn't so far behind. I was actually further behind vocally. I'd never had a voice lesson. Mm. I just sung around the house. Sang, I sang, yeah. I sang uh, in the choir church from time to time. But I had to work really hard. and Learning how to breathe and all that yeah, good stuff. Yeah. To become a classical singer yeah that's a whole different thing yeah and i always enjoyed it because we listened to different types of music in the house yeah. all the time yeah but i never thought about oh that's something i would do huh but that was an interesting process for yeah. a black woman at appalachian state university yeah with 365 black folks how do i know one for each day <laughs> that's how i remember it <laughs> and it, it was weird because I'm going through the classes and trying to get what they're teaching vocally. Yeah. Cello was easy. Mm. But part of the learning is to listen. Hmm. And we'd have to sit in these rooms and listen for hours on end to hear and really get behind the voice. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever looked like me. Mm. Ever. Think about the opera. Yeah. Nobody looks like me. So I'm like, why do I have to sound like her? Yeah, you've got Jesse Norman, Leontine Price, the end, right? Period. Yeah. At that point, yeah. At that point, right. 
period. And they weren't getting the roles. No. So I had to listen to all of these white women Mm -hmm. and become them Mm. in my voice. And that's why I'm not an opera singer to this day, because I learned to hate it. I can do it. Yeah. I learned to do it. Yeah. But this is oppressive. I appreciate you using that word. Was there a process of learning in order to unlearn, do you think, in terms of vocals? It was what was easy for the professor. Mm. That's what the professor knew. Right. And my voice was too big. My voice was too heavy. No, my voice wasn't white enough. Interesting. And again, I learned it. Yeah. And I can do it right now. Yeah. But do I want to? No. Right. Right. But again, we get back to that. It's part of the system. The system works the way it's supposed to. The way it's supposed to, yeah. Amantha Barbie on AIJCast. We'll be right back with more of our conversation in just a moment. But first, a quick word. As always, I encourage you to visit the AIJCast website, AIJCast.com, which is where you will find links to our artists, their news, information, and products. I particularly point your attention to the shop section of our website. That is where you will find links to a wide variety of art, including music, books, film, and much more. And you can find all of this and so much more on our website. Just go to AIJCast.com. And now... Back to more of our conversation with Amantha Barbie. But before we jump back into that conversation, here's Amantha singing the classic Thomas Dorsey song, Precious Lord, with yours truly on guitar. Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, let me stir, I am tired, I am Hold my hand, take my hand, 
precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on and let me stand. I get so tired, I get so weak, and I get worn through the storm, through the night. Lead me on to the light. Take my hand, precious Lord, and lead me I think about having learned music theory, so I'm in college myself, and then I was in a room of musicians who were collaborating around something, and one person, happened to be African-American, did a harmony, and the other person who was white said, you can't do that. You can't do <laughs> parallel harmonies. Well, And I remember learning that in mm-hmm. music theory. Yeah, you can't do right. parallel harmonies. And this was a person who was also classically trained. I was like, why not? Why not? What? Just because somebody said you couldn't? Of course you can do parallel harmonies. Oh, I just had a flashback of the red ink around right? my... Oh, around my God. compositions, right? Yes. You can't do that. That's a sixth and then a sixth and then another sixth. You can't flashback. do that. Flashback. Oh, my Why yeah. not? Why can't you? Those are chords. Because <laughs> Beethoven didn't do it. Because Beethoven didn't do it. And why didn't he do it? Because somebody told him he couldn't do it. And he said, okay. But there is something very, like cultural and elitist and like it's music if it sounds right it is right Mm -hmm. the end no right no that's not right (laughs) (laughs) and we were taught that that classical degree was superior to anybody who had a jazz degree or a church music degree we were superior like no we were taught to not think out of the box right and it took me a while to come out of that mm. because we were hardwired. Yeah. Think in this box. Yeah. Sing in this box. Perform in this box. If you want to get the grades, if you want to get the mm-hmm. marks, if you want to get the praise, this is how you have to perform. In this box. I mean, box. it's literally performative. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> in this box. Yeah. What was part of the unlearning for you? To spend time with jazz singers. Mm-hmm. When I graduated from undergraduate school, I moved to Philadelphia and I sang professional jazz for three years. Mm. And it was hard because some of the things I was hearing, I was like, "Ooh, we're not supposed to do that. We're not supposed to do that. That's a parallel harmony. Yeah. But it sounded so good. You just ended and there's a tritone in there. You can't mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't resolve that chord. No, Don't. Don't. No, leave it hanging. It. Leave, leave it, it hanging. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so liberating. Right. But it was being immersed Yeah. in that environment that broke me free. <laughs> I'm wondering if you see anything in that experience, both of the learning of technique at Appalachian State and then the learning of broader technique that you bring into the life of faith, life of mm. formation, life of discipleship? Mm, good question. Love is freeing. Oh. If love in any way is restrictive or oppressive, it's not love. It's not love. And I love music. Mm. I love 
music. It is a part of my fiber, my being. I love music. But it wasn't good for me hmm. because it was used to strip me of a very huge part of my spirit mm. to become normal. Yeah. Who gets to define what normal is? Normative, yeah. 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 Were there things that you learned that you appreciate that you learned? Oh, yeah. I can breathe for days yeah. now. <laughs> I will never give the education back. Yeah. I think the methodology uh, leaves a lot to be sure. desired, but no, I, I appreciate it to yeah. this day. I love it. It allows me to sing when I've got the flu. It allows me uh, now the freedom mm. to use it when I want to. Mm. And I can sing soprano, alto, tenor, and bass. Wow. When I want to. Wow. And I know how to do it without tearing up my voice. Because of that education. That's huge. Yeah. So That's not a small thing. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So it's not that you look at it and go, oh, it's all terrible. No. Yeah. Absolutely You not. can see the gifts in there. Yeah. It sounds to me, tell me if I'm putting words in your mouth, it seems like to me like you can see the gifts even in the things that you think were ultimately unhelpful, mm -hmm. that there was a gift in that process. I learned a lot. Okay. And I think if I would go back now... Yeah. As the adult who, with a lot of life experiences, the fully formed frontal, the fully, lobe. <laughs> fully formed frontal lobe, I would have been problematic in school. <laughs> you know, I would have been problematic. Right. I'm like, why? Why not? I would have been very argumentative mm -hmm. because silence is consent, and I was very consensual at the time. It was a power dynamic. Sure. You had no power in none. Yeah. And I recognize that it would be very different now, but that's why you go to school at 17. <laughs> <laughs> so I would question everything. Well, why is that? No. <laughs> so you come into music because you know it's something you're good at. Or no. you go to music because you know it's going to be an easy A or you think it's right. going to be an easy A, right? So there's that. Then you discover, oh, I'm actually good at this. Just because I grew up around and everybody was good doesn't mean that everybody in the world is this good. This mm -hmm. is not something that everybody knows how to do. So, okay, there is something here. And then there's also this working hard at it, right? Both the cello mm -hmm. and then this classical vocal style and then the unlearning of that. I'm wondering if there's something in that of faith of being gifted at something and then working at it well one i think every human being has a gift some things we are born with some things we have to work at mm -hmm. and you talk about music and the lens of life if you will yeah through that let's think about a guitar string when you get a new guitar string it's comes in a package mm -hmm. and it's wound really tightly into about a Four by four square, right. flat square. Right. I have never in all of my years heard of a song being played on that string. It's no good. Right. I mean, I've seen some nice jewelry made out of them <laughs> of late, but it's no good musically. Yeah. The only thing you can do with that string is to hook one end in a bridge on the other side of the bridge and to hook the other end in a tuning peg. And wind it 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 until it's useful. 
and you don't get any music out of that floppy piece of string until it reaches tension. It is in the tension that we're able to sing. Mm. It is in the tension that we're able to work beside another string who is also tensed. And sometimes that string breaks. Right. And you can't stop your performance because a string breaks. You better figure out how to do that chord with the string missing. With one less string, yeah. When that song is over, you can take the time to put another worthless string on that instrument. And stretch it out. And stretch it out until it's useful. Mm. And that's how we are as human beings. Mm. We have to learn how to sing in the tension. Mm. And it is not until we get to that point of resistance that we can make a change, that we can make music. You're describing your call to ministry. Yeah. The resistance, right? Absolutely. Being stretched to the point of breaking before you changed. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything must change. There's a song about that, too. There's a lot of songs about that. Yes, a good one, too. (laughs) (laughs) But we must change. And it is in that tension that we become beautiful. Yeah. And I think in the world in which we live right now where there is so much tension, yeah. there's so much divisiveness, hatred, and othering, we need to grow in this tension mm. and learn how to sing with the person right beside us who is also living in the tension. And just for the non-guitar players, the Strings are usually like have different colors on them. <laughs> they tell you where to put them. They tell them. Yeah. They, they tell you labeled where to put them. and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Amantha, if you had a charge for our listeners, maybe it's a well you go to again and again, or maybe it's something that our conversation has sparked, what would it be? Listen with empty ears. Be willing to wear somebody else's glasses. And love like it's your last day on earth. Amantha Barbie, thanks for being on AIJCast. My pleasure. Amantha Barbie on AIJCast. You can connect with her online through her website, amanthabarbie.com. That's A-M-A-N-T-H-A-B-A-R-B-E-E.com. On our next episode, pastor, teacher, and author, Jennifer Watley Maxell. AIJCast is made possible through the support of listeners like you, and it only takes a moment to do so. To find out more, just go to our website, AIJCast.com, and click on the link that says support. And we love to hang out with you in the virtual spaces. We are there on social media on a multitude of platforms where our handle is AIJCast. Our theme music comes from our house band, Marg Fame, and we are engineered, mixed, and produced by the always ambitious Al Mudif who at our morning staff meetings keeps finding beautiful ways to encourage and inspire us. We all stink. And I'm your host, Marthame Sanders, encouraging you to create some beauty of your own. And remember that the world isn't truly beautiful until it's beautiful for all. Until next time, I leave you with justice and peace.